Welcome to Christian Medical and Dental Association's Chapel. We trust this message will encourage your walk with the Lord. If you have your Bibles uh, or your phones uh, with you this morning, I'd like you to turn to Acts chapter 1. I'm going to pick up the reading in verse 6 and read down through verse 11. Acts chapter 1, beginning of verse 6. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now when he had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who had also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven." Carol sent me a text. Uh, we did have a great uh, convention uh, this past week, and Carol sent me a text, uh, I think it was Thursday, uh, to remind me I was in chapel. So I wasn't quite sure what I was going to speak about uh, during that time. I, I knew I was supposed to be in chapel, but uh, I got up early Sunday morning, preparing to kind of pack up some things, turned on the television, and was listening to a, a, a preacher on Sunday morning, and just happened to be talking about the second coming. I thought that was interesting, you know, and and uh, on the way home, Cheryl and I were listening to a couple podcasts and just randomly picking several of the people that I listen to uh, from time to time. And would you know it, that they all happen to be on the second coming. Now, I will tell you, my claim to fame is I'm not the smartest guy you've ever met, but I'm not the dumbest either. I started thinking, okay, well, maybe the Lord wants us to talk a little bit today about the second coming. You hear a lot of speculation, a lot of conversation about it. It's an interesting stub subject. I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but it can be pretty controversial, the issue of the second coming. And can be, a lot of people, Christians, can be pretty opinionated about this subject. A lot of arguments and debates that, that uh, go on. It's sad to me that Christians, we are to be known by our love one for another. And however, many times we're known more uh, by our uh, opinions uh, than, than we are about, by our love. Um, I remember one time I was teaching a class on the second coming. It was a series that I was doing at the church I was at in Indiana. And uh, I was doing a Wednesday night series, doing some teaching on. I thought it would be better to kind of approach this subject by talking about the different views of the second coming and kind of lay it out there. This is what the Bible says. This is what scholars say. And I could tell one of the guys in the back of the room was really getting agitated with me. Uh, for kind of presenting these, these four different views. And when it came time for some questions, uh, he raised his hand. I called on him. And he said, you're going about this all wrong. Okay, and I haven't been told that in a little while uh, publicly. Uh, but he said, you just need to tell us what we believe. Well, okay, that's exactly what I'm trying to avoid here. I'm trying to take you to the scriptures and uh, let the scriptures inform us about, about what we believe and, and let you form an opinion because there's a lot of different views. In fact, I would even... Uh, guess that even in a room like this today, we've got different opinions about the second coming. So I'm going to talk a little bit about today uh, some of the things that I think that maybe we can all agree on. Now, if you just remember, uh, we're uh, in March, we had this thing called March Madness, okay? Remember that? Anyone? 
uh, and uh, several of you took care, you had took some time to do a bracket, right? And you made some predictions about who was going to win the whole thing. By the way, how well did you do on that? Anyone? Uh, how many got the whole thing right? Right? There's a, I made some predictions. I made some strong predictions, and I, I bragged about those about my team and how I thought they were going to at least get to the Final Four. I didn't know that they would go out so early, um, so my predictions weren't uh, correct. And there's a big difference as we think about this idea of the second coming between uh, that is predicted and something that is revealed in the Word as predetermined. So a lot of times when people talk about the issues about the second coming, they're making predictions about when and how and all those kind of things. And I'm not sure those conversations are really helpful for us to have. And so sometimes it's good for us to go back and talk about some of the things that the Bible says that we can know for sure about the second coming. It was David Jeremiah who said this. He said, Christ will come again, but we must look to Scripture, not human thought, for our guide to preparing. Did you catch that? We must look to Scripture, not human thought, for our guide to preparing. Oftentimes, there are theologians we have people who are Christians today who lean more towards this camp, lean more towards this theologian, and align with this person more than with this person. And oftentimes we, we kind of neglect just what the Scripture says clearly. So when it comes to second coming, uh, I thought it would be important to, to know some of the things that we can be certain that will happen in line of the second coming. And by the way, just imagine this incredible PowerPoint that we had uh, prepared for you with all these these subpoints. But number one, if you're taking notes, uh, when it comes to the second coming, we can be certain that, number one, he is coming again. He is coming again. Can you all agree with that? He is coming again. That's not a prediction. That's a promise. When the Lord said he will come again, it's for sure. Remember that the text that, that I just read in, in, in Acts chapter 1, as you have seen him go, he will come again. John 14, verse 2 and 3, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, underline this, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Revelation 1, 4, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. He is coming again. Revelation 1, 7 and 8, behold, he's coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, and when they perceived him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is, who was, who is to come, the Lord Almighty. I was thinking about this as I was preparing for our Sunday morning service at the convention and to, to, to serve communion. There's a lot that the scripture talks about in the communion. We take communion on a regular basis to look back and remember what the Lord's done. But also, if you remember, we talked about this in communion, we took it a few weeks ago uh, on Holy Week, that it's looking forward until he comes again. 1 Corinthians 1, 11, 26, you proclaim his death till he comes. It doesn't say if he comes back, or it doesn't say in case he comes back. It says till he comes. It's a, it's a promise. Hebrews 9, 28 to those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin uh, for salvation. Hebrews 10, 37, in just a little while, he who is coming will come and he will not delay. First thing we can know for sure about the second coming is that he is coming again. 
The second thing we can know, I think for sure, is the Bible says he's coming again soon. Revelation chapter 3, verse 11. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have, that no one can take your crown. There are four times at least that this statement appears in the book of Revelation. Behold, I am coming soon. Or Revelation 1, 3. The time is near, as we think about the Lord's return. We know that he's coming again, and the Bible puts it in perspective that he is coming again real soon. But now let me highlight a caveat to you there. Remember that our time clock is not the same as God's time clock. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 8. We think of uh, our time zone that we're on. We're on Eastern time, but God's on E-time. You know what that is? Eternal time. His time frame is different than ours. And there are a lot of things uh, that people will say and predictions that are made, and uh, people get behind that, and, and they start trying to figure if that's out, if that's right or wrong. And uh, I think sometimes it can be dangerous, but the Bible does say that he's coming again soon. Third thing we notice in the Scripture is this, that he's coming again when we least expect it. When we least expect it. He is coming again, and the Bible says he's coming again soon, but he's coming at a time when we least expect it. When we talk about the second coming, a lot of the speculation is on the word when. When is he coming? When, what are the signs? When is he coming? And so that's where a lot of people focus their time and attention. But remember Acts chapter 1, verse 7 that I read for us this morning in the opening scripture. He said to them, he's talking to his disciples, he says, it's not for you to know the times or the dates that the Father is set by his own authority. Now, only, only the, the Father knows when this date is coming, when this date is, is, is going to happen. And so as disciples, when they start trying to figure that out, it says Jesus kind of reprimands them and says, it's not for you to know the times or the dates. Only God knows, and he's got this under control. In Matthew 24, verse 36, But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. I always kind of get tickled when I, when I hear people laying out these predictions about when he's coming back because I just want to kind of turn this verse of Scripture and say the fact that they're saying this is the date or this is the week that he's coming back. I was with someone just a few weeks ago in, in Florida uh, when I was at that retreat, and he was laying out for me. He's a prophecy guru, and he was laying out for me exactly what month this year he is coming back. I just wanted to say, have you read Matthew 24, 36? I love what Jack Hayford said one time. He said, I I've wondered many times if people figured it out and the Lord moved it. Right? <laughs> and he just said, hey, I, no, I, no one knows. So here it goes. Okay, you had it. I was going to come back then, but I'm just going to move it. There are two biblical descriptions that illustrate this truth, that describe this uh, when we least expect it. There are two images that... that, that um, that get used in scripture. One is lightning. Matthew 24, verse 27. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, it's interesting to me that whether people can kind of predict, right? But we know how well predictions go, especially forecasts, right? And uh, they have a tendency to predict. They can, they can predict that there'll be lightning today, that there'll be some scattered lightning, but they, they probably can't predict exactly where the lightning will strike. 
So lightning is one image that, that kind of the Bible uses as uh, we know he's coming but again, but when we least expect it. But the second is like a thief, like lightning and like a thief. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 2 says, For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. And by the way, there's this uh, uh, a thief motif that gets used throughout Scripture. Revelation 3, 3. Revelation 16, verse 15, 2 Peter 3, verse 10, all talks about the Lord coming back as a thief in the night. It describes, I believe, a thief for several reasons. One is thieves come to your house unannounced, right? Have you ever, had a, have you ever been robbed? Have you ever had a thief come, right? They didn't send you a, a, an email the day before saying, hey, I'm coming tomorrow, right? And you, can, you can count on me coming. No, they come when you least expect it. They come unannounced. Thieves often, number two, come when you're sleeping or unprepared. We know that to be true. But then I thought this was interesting. Thieves take some things and leave others behind. Have you ever noticed that? When the police go in, they're trying to figure out this, this scene. You know, well, this is just a pure robbery. Well, this, some of, something else is going on. It's always intriguing to them when something's taken and other things of value are left behind. Number four we can know about the second coming of Christ is this. He's coming again and we must all be ready. We must all be ready. Many Christians invest more time trying to, to be right about their predictions than positioning themselves to be ready when he returns. And it's a huge miscalculation. There's a, a lot of debating and a lot of division that goes on. And one of the reasons why we have so many different denominations is we have so many different takes on pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, and all these kinds of different ideas and when he's coming and what those signs will be and, and so on and so forth. And, and yet there seems to be, uh, if I had to boil it down to two things, if you had just remember two things about the second coming that I'm talking about today is number one is he is coming back and we need to be ready whenever that is. If he were to come like a thief in the night, or if he were to come like a strike of lightning when we least expect it, on a, on a, I mean, you can look on a rainy, cloudy day like this and expect, there may be some lightning today, right? We could expect it. But how about on a sunny day? Have you ever seen lightning come on a sunny day? It does, when you least expect it. He's coming and we must all be ready. Matthew chapter 24, verse 44 says, Therefore you must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect it. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus talks about the parable of the wise and foolish virgins, what's the heart of that story? Some were five were wise, and they were ready, and five were foolish, and they weren't ready, and, and they missed out when the bridegroom came. Luke 12, verse 38, It will be good for those servants when the master finds them ready, even if he comes in the middle of the night or towards daybreak. Remember as a, as a kid playing hide-and-seek, and you, you, when you got done counting, you ended up that that whatever number you were counting to, and you always ended up with, ready or not, here I come. And someday, you're going to hear the trumpet blast, and you're going to hear this sound, ready or not, here I come. There's a great song that was popular in Christian radio years ago. It was called, I Wish We'd All Been Ready. I wish we'd all been ready. Number five, we know that his second coming uh, will, be, will be much different than his first coming. His second coming, when, when he came the first time, he came to, to save. 
to seek and save, the Bible says, that which was lost. But when he comes the second time, he will come as the judge. He will come to judge. Acts 17, verse 31, For he, was, he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He will, has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 5, Therefore judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the hearts of men. Ray Pritchard wrote, The second coming of Christ will be with power and great glory. Perhaps the best way to understand that statement is to compare it, compare the circumstances surrounding the first and second comings of Christ. It goes on. The first time Jesus came unnoticed in the world, the second time every eye will see him. In the first coming, Jesus humbled himself, being born in a stable in Bethlehem. When he returns, he will come back as King of kings and Lord of lords. In his first coming, he endured the mockery of men who despised him for his goodness. And although he was the Son of God, he allowed them to put him to death, that he might therefore provide salvation for the world. When he comes again, all mockery will cease, for he will rule the nations with a rod of iron. He, will come, he, he came the first time as the Lamb of God. He comes again the, as the Lion of the tribe of Judah the second time. Two thousand years ago, the religious leaders shouted in scorn, he saved others, but he can't save himself, Matthew 24, verse 42. The day is coming when the whole world will see Jesus as he really is. And when that happens, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father, Philippians 2, verses 9 through 11. The first time he came, he wore a crown of thorns. The second time he comes, he will be crowned with many crowns. And he is coming again. Number six, the second coming will be preceded by certain signs. I could spend a lot of time on the signs that the scripture described for us as what it will be like when the Son of Man comes. But if we look at Matthew 24, verse 35, these are some of the signs just to name a few. Verse six, wars and rumors of wars. Verse seven, nation rising against nation. Verse seven, famines, pestilence, and earthquakes. Verse 9, you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Verse 11, many false prophets deceiving many will come in my name. Verse 12, lawlessness will abound. Verse 12, the love of many will grow cold. In Luke chapter 21, verse 25 through 28, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars on the earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the, on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Verse 27, at that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud of power and great glory. And when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift your heads, because your redemption draweth near. The last thing I want to point out about the second coming is this. The second coming will take place when the gospel is preached in all the earth. It says in Matthew 24, verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a testimony to the nations, and then the end will come. When I left CMDA the first time to, to become the president at Go, I, my predecessor, uh, Reverend Larry Cochran, was a great speaker, great missionary uh, evangelist. And 
He was known, I've traveled with Larry a lot, and he would go and he'd always bait the crowd. And he'd stand up and he'd get, them, he'd get them talking back and forth to him a little bit. And he'd ask them questions and they'd answer questions. And he'd always end up, I knew exactly where he was going, he started asking them questions. He'd always end with this one. How many believe the Lord Jesus is coming back soon? And they'd all say, amen. They'd all shout, yes. And they'd all raise their hand and he'd go, I don't. <laughs> now, you say, well, wait a minute, you just said in number two that the Lord's coming back quickly. Remember, he's on E-time, he's on eternal time, he's not necessarily on our time. And what Larry would go on to point out is that, that from a missiological point of view, the Bible is very clear that the gospel has to be first preached into all the nations of the earth, and then the end will come. Now, we've not got that done yet, but we're getting closer and closer through technology through some of, the, some of the, the, the ways that missionaries are taking the gospel to some of the most unreached places around the world, we are closer and closer and closer to finishing the task that he gave his disciples. In, in Acts chapter 1, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the very ends of the earth. And they went out from there and they began to proclaim and to teach the message of salvation and telling everyone everywhere about this glorious message of the gospel. And when that gets done, because we serve a God, we serve a Christ and a Savior who's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It was Oswald J. Smith who said, <clears throat> we talk about the second coming. And at this time, he said, half the world has never heard of his first coming. We've got to finish the task and get it done. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 to 18, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command and the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead will rise first. And after that, we who are still alive and, and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Notice verse 13, 18. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. I was thinking about this. When I was younger, I uh, went to see the Billy Graham movie, A Thief in the Night. Did I remember seeing The Thief in the Night? How many recommitted your life to Christ that night when you saw that movie. And every time you saw it, right? It was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. And, and, and I, I thought about a lot of people use the second coming motif to scare people. And uh, these words are not meant to scare you, but to prepare you for his coming. He is coming back. Billy Graham said, Bible teaching about the second coming of Christ was thought of at one time as doomsday preaching, but not anymore. It is the only ray of hope that shines as an ever-brightening ever beam in a darkening world. So let me bring some encouragement to you today. In the midst of everything that's going on in the world, he's coming again. He's coming back. And we can be sure of that. We can argue and we can debate over some of the details and the theologies and the differences where we made difference and having differences of opinion. But this fact is true. He's coming back for us. Let's be ready. Father, I pray that you'd help us to take up the task, the unfinished task of getting the gospel to the ends of the earth. Thank you for the, the, uh, the ministry of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations and the ways that missions is such a part of who we are and what we do and how we do it. And Lord, I pray that this uh, message today 
uh, from the scriptures on the topic of the second coming would bring encouragement to us today and help us as we walk uh, in hope that, Lord, the same Jesus that left us uh, is coming again someday to call us and take us home. And that's our hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.